Welcome to Dad Devotionals with Dave Domzowski. This is the place for Christian fathers, husbands, and those who love them to find the inspiration, grace, and guidance to help you live God's will for your life and finish your race strong. We share scripture readings, prayers, and advice to help you in your personal and professional life. Now pop in the earbuds or turn up the volume and let's get to today's episode. Hey guys, before we begin here, I want to tell you about a few things. First, Orthodox at Work. It's a new monthly podcast series that I'll be doing with Sean Reed, an Orthodox deacon and business coach. It will be featured on the Dad Devotionals podcast at the end of each month, starting in June. We will discuss how to live out orthodoxy in the workplace and your business. Secondly, please show your support for the IOCC, or International Orthodox Christian Charities. I'm spreading the word about their DIY fundraising initiative. Do it yourself for IOCC is a chance to raise awareness and funds in creative ways. You're inspired. Now do something about it. Decide how you will make an impact for this cause you care about so much. Show the world your passion as you bring your vision to life. Get involved at IOCC.org slash DIY. Now let's get to today's interview. Hey folks, welcome to Dad Devotionals. I'm Dave Domzowski. Today's guest are Jeff and Sarah Walton. That's right, I have a couple on today. They're a married couple with four children. Yes, count them, one, two, three, four. And they're co-authors of the amazing book, Together Through the Storms. I'm holding a copy right here. Biblical encouragements for your marriage when life hurts, which is a great topic for right now. And they share hope for couples suffering financial loss, chronic illness, children's special needs, physical pain, and more. They really run the gamut of uh, issues we all face as husbands, as fathers, and as uh, just, you know, as, as Christians. And I'm blessed enough today to speak with them. Jeff and Sarah, welcome to Dad Devotionals. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having us yeah, on. Yeah, thank you. We're really looking forward to talking to you. No problem. What I love about your book is that it's, it's got to be one of the first marriage books to be based on the book of Job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing we know about. Yeah. really interesting. <laughs> Um, how yes. did you make that choice? Yeah, you know, I think some of it just comes back to uh, we've been drawn to the story of Job time and time again because we have uh, so much of our storms that we've been through are layered effects. And we just see throughout Job in the first two chapters that he gets hit from every different angle. A messenger comes from the north, the south, the east, and the west, and just one after another. And while that seems like it's just in a matter of seconds, Ours has seemed like it's been the layer after layer from every different direction over the kind of the last uh, 12, 13 years. And so in some ways, I think that's where we relate a lot of this to um, just where we're getting our head back above water, maybe for a short season of reprieve. And then we just get hit again. And then it's just those questions of, of why and how long God is this going to go on for? And why can't we see any type of, um, you know, redemption or just other things that we want to come from this and just see God's hand through it. Now we've seen his hand tremendously, but uh, a lot of our storms still are present. Um, so I think that's one of the things that we've gravitated towards the story of Job is just seeing that he gets hit. It affects his marriage. It affects his friendships and those close comforters that mm -hmm. we see for 30 some odd chapters um, and just the wrestling with God, really looking at his circumstances and seeing that um, that whole dynamic be between God and Satan and saying, 
you know, basically Satan saying, your um, Job is only choosing to follow you because of the treasures and the gifts that he has from you. Mm -hmm. And so let me test it. And that's often, you know, how, how it kind of presents to us. You know, do we really trust God for who he is? Or do we follow God because of the way he's blessing us or the comforts in life or the ease, the things that are easy? So even um, in our marriage, yeah. you know, I think that's, I think that's partly too. Um, I think when we think of suffering in the book, the, in the book, in the Bible, our, our minds usually go to Job. I mean, that's really, although all of scripture speaks to it, our minds often go to Job. And while you would not think marriage connected to Job, the reality is when things are hard in our life and in our marriage, we wrestle with those same questions. We wrestle, as Jeff said, with the questions of God's goodness, his faithfulness. It doesn't make sense with what I can see and what God's word says. And that's all of what Job wrestles with. And we see actually a lot of fascinating ways that Job correlates to marriage. You see the relationship with his wife and how the trials that hit them, it did affect their relationship. They responded completely different to it. That will often happen in our relationships. Um, and not only that, but you, you see redemption, you see forgiveness, you see all the different layers that have to apply to our marriages as well. And so it was really fun to actually see how God drew things out as we wrote um, to just show that that was clearly God's hand that was in that. Absolutely. That, that's beautiful. Can, can you guys, maybe Jeff, want to start us off, take us through some of these trials, some of these storms. Uh, how did it affect your marital stress, your marital life together with each new setback? Yeah, so just on a, a really, um, you know, 30,000 foot view, we have trials that have come from, you know, our, our son who was sent into the hospital when he was seven weeks old. And we thought, you know, we were there for five days and test after test and thought uh, at some point we were going to lose him. Um, and it was an infection that he had. Uh, we ended up walking out of that experience still with no answers or questions and what that was. So that launched us into a, a kind of the last, he's 13 years old. So the last 13 years of just looking at um, ways that he has been struggling with neurological challenges and different mental mm -hmm. illnesses. And, um, you know, when we look at other things within our family, Sarah, about five years ago, uh, finally got diagnosed with Lyme disease. And so she's been struggling with chronic illness, um, you know, much of her life, certainly our whole uh, marriage. And then that's also been something that's passed on to our all four of our kids um, through active infections. So that's one from a health standpoint. And then uh, we've gone through two seasons of job loss and financial struggles. So all those different things. Mm -hmm. um, there's many others that we get into our book and go in, into a little bit more depth. But when we're looking at that and how that has impacted our marriage, um, you know, it, it, it touches everything. And it's not something that has, has mm -hmm. come out right as soon as it hits us. You know, for, for nine years, um, I was on call in a medical device industry. And so constantly in and out of the house, and that left Sarah often at home to deal with the challenges of the, both the, the outbursts and some of the, mm -hmm. the I guess, some of the, the violence, not the aggression, uh, the aggression. But... Yeah. Uh, from our son that 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 was left um so we we had to walk through a lot of those tough challenges where we were just surviving and mm -hmm. often that was sarah on her own because i was out working and you know 24 7 I, I could get called at any point and so mm -hmm. it wasn't really until after that that we started coming above water and once i left that that job 
Um, and that's kind of another story in itself of, of leaving a, a well-paying industry and, and seeing God calling me out of that. Very tough decision to do, but for mm -hmm. the sake of our family and the health of our family uh, and for our marriage to be saved, that was something that uh, we felt God was, was calling us to and me specifically to make that choice and kind of lead my family. So, you know, we started coming out of that season and then seeing that that was kind of a light reprieve. And it was like, wow, everything we've gone through for the last nine years now, we're starting mm -hmm. to see what that did to our marriage. Started to surface. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't just kind of the survival of our yeah. son and our other children and challenges that we had going on. But now it was just like, we have something that's broken here. And what are we going to do to move forward? We're, mm -hmm. we're stuck. Uh, so we had to seek counsel um, from both pastors at our church and, and from uh, biblical counselors as well. Um, and so we grieve differently. We process things differently and, and really wrestle through that in the book of when we feel isolated, because a lot of this happens within our house or it happens, um, you know, where we're removed from just friends and family and just kind of the outside world where they see this hidden illness or this hidden struggle that is kind of within their family. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of kind of what we've been going through and, and it impacts each of us greatly differently. Um, and so how do we communicate through that? Because for me as a husband, you know, I can be more of trying to be strong and, and stoic and, and let it not affect me so I can continue to keep our family moving forward. Where for Sarah, it grieves her and she processes things more outwardly. And so that was, that's a struggle for us of trying to figure out how do we mesh that together? How do we move forward? Just like any couple that's dealing with mm -hmm. just two different personalities. And so when you have that layered effect then on top of everything else that's going on in our marriage, whether it's financial stress and the loss of a job or Sarah's, um, you know, she's had five surgeries on an ankle that has left her really not being able to, to do the things that she loves and, mm -hmm. and some days not being able to walk well. So that's kind of the, some of the things that we really try to play out of knowing that there are differences in this, every circumstance we face, marriages can either go repel against each other and bitterness and re resentment build up or else that's an opportunity to seek Christ and let's grow through this. And you guys have done that. And that's, that's the beautiful thing. And that's why your story really does resemble Job's in so many ways. Sarah, can you talk to us about how did you together, maybe, you know, personally going through what you're going through, um, you know, and dealing with a chronic illness, but then mm -hmm. also, also as a, as the wife, you know, how did you find hope to keep the family going and to keep uh, just, yeah. you know, keep spirits up just with so yeah. much pain and suffering? Yeah. Um, well, I'd say what it did is it drove me to realize that I needed to fully depend on the Lord. I, I mean, I think naturally we got, we kind of wanted to, to depend on our spouse a little bit. I know for, as a wife, especially I can look to him as kind of my provider and my protector. And, um, he has been that in so many ways in the earthly sense, but what that can also do is tempt us to look to each other too much as, mm -hmm. as though he's there to, um, completely satisfy everything that I need. Right. And what happens is reality hits. <laughs> it takes about a day of marriage to realize, <laughs> oh no, you're not going to meet those needs completely. My wife um, realized that early on, I think before. <laughs> <laughs> and so especially when things get hard and mm -hmm. we both get pressed in really uncomfortable ways, it's going to naturally bring our sin out too. So that will even expose those areas even quicker. And so like Jeff had said, he had been in and out of the house a lot. 
and I was carrying a really heavy burden at home. And in many ways, I would have said I could not carry it myself. And yet somehow I did, I had to. Um, but what that did is it made me completely 100% know that I needed to rely on the strength of Christ, that I needed to be in his word constantly because I was always on the verge of breaking. It was literally felt like I was clinging to the Lord's hem of his robe all the time, just begging him to carry me through because we're still there. I, yeah. And I, I, I would want to kind of dump on Jeff or he would walk in the door and I'd want him to relieve everything. But there were times where then he'd turn around and leave again. And so I would be wrestling with all of those things in a marital sense. Um, so even relationally with Jeff, what it took was me realizing I need to trust that God sees me, that he sees things even when my husband can't, that he is my comforter, even when my husband can't be, he is my sustainer. He's my provider. And that, I think I grasped that in completely different ways through this difficult season, but you also are called to, to have a relationship with each other. And so that was, we needed to pursue that at the same time. So by God's grace, he did change the situation we were in job-wise, but it took a lot of time for healing because I was struggling with trust. And so I remember a very pivotal point was the Lord opening my eyes that I couldn't change Jeff. I couldn't make him see things I wanted him to see, but the Lord could. And I needed to even entrust my husband to the Lord that if he chose to, he could bring healing to our relationship. He could open Jeff's eyes, but mostly he needed to also open my own eyes, which how often do we need to realize <laughs> our spouse is not the only problem. Um, and so that was all a part of the process. The Lord humbling me, teaching me to fully rely on him more and more, which of course is a lifetime process. Um, but then also needing to trust that the Lord would um, heal and grow our relationship in his time as I trusted that to him. Yeah. One of the most powerful things that's, seem to work in the, my, my marriage is my, my wife prays for me often. There's something so yes. powerful about a wife praying yeah. for her husband. And yes. my, my wife, her name's Anna. She actually shared something with me. Uh, I think she saw it on Facebook or something that, uh, you know, men have to go up to the mountain to seek God, but women, mm. God comes to them because women are taking care of everything. <laughs> you know, they're always <laughs> doing something with the kids They're doing this, they're doing that. Some of them are working. Yes. Um, so, you know, yeah. I just, I thought I would share that, you know, you're, you're yeah. doing you know, it's biblical yeah. what you're doing mm -hmm. as a wife and as a mother. So yeah, thank you. God, God bless you. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, you know, you, you talk about in the book how, how Job was a man who worshiped God regardless of his circumstances. I mean, that is, mm -hmm. that is you know, like a tantamount to what we learn about Job when, when we read the Bible. Jeff, how is Job a role model for husbands? Because I know I need this. You know, when we're struggling <laughs> to stay afloat in the middle of life storms, whatever life throws at us, you know, how can we turn to Job as, a, as guys? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I think we see initially his life, he prepared for the hard days. He didn't know that that was going to come. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a righteous man. He prayed for his kids, his 10 children. <clears throat> and we just know that the way we see just a small glimpse in a couple of verses in, in chapter one, the way that he really seemed to have God at the center of his family, wanting to keep the kids close, wanting to pray for them, uh, bringing that to God, um, even praying kind of for their, their sins and their hearts, and just taking that role, that active role um, of, of being that spiritual leader, right. um, and again, preparing himself for 
something no one could fathom was going to come. And so we know as Christ followers that we are going to face hard days. Mm -hmm. So whether your marriage has been pretty comfortable and you're, you're cruising along, those are the times that we need to, by God's grace, that's awesome that we've ha we have those times, but prepare because there is going to be some bumpy roads. And for some people, it's going to be all of a sudden just a, a drop off the cliff. And, and now we need God to really lift us up and, and strengthen us from wherever we're, you know, kind of been knocked down. So we see Job initially, I think that preparation we see in his response where he responds in worship which after losing everything, I can't even imagine just Incredible. his mm -hmm. words, recognizing that it is the Lord that gives and the Lord that takes away. Right. And so I think that is yeah. a model first and foremost to us. And then we see throughout the next, you know, 30 some chapters, a real wrestling, a real authenticity of bringing this, this pain and confusion to God and in the process of lamenting. And so where I think that also can encourage us fathers and, and men to, to lead and to try to look to Job as an example is we don't have to have it all figured out. Right. We don't mm -hmm. have to have this perfect front where we can just walk through life and, and feel like we want everyone around us to see us as strong. And there's, you know, our children are following uh, God and, and, you know, I'm leading well from the top of a, of a mountain and we have no problems at all. <laughs> that is, that is, that is not part is from the truth for yeah. everybody. Yes. And so I think we can see that realistically we can come, God wants us to come to him as his children. And so with great humility mm -hmm. and with dependence on him mm -hmm. and not with a superiority and even in our marriage, not wanting to be stoicism. Yeah. But coming in, in a mentality of sacrifice and great humility, like I said, to bring all of that wrestling before him. And mm -hmm. so we see that modeled where he struggles with some of the deepest questions throughout mm -hmm. scripture, wanting basically for God to take his life, questioning, why did you even bring, why did you even give breath to me? Why was I not stillborn? And so those are hard things to, to face, but what that changes and what we see is the God that he saw, the God that he believed, um, I guess it, it was going from the seeing to now, uh, I have that reversed, from hearing about God to now seeing God. So he heard, he knew all the things about God, um, but now through this difficulty, he started to see God different. And so that really grew his faith. And that grew his dependence that he was now basically putting all of, all of this back on Satan that said, no, I am choosing to follow God, not because of what he's blessing me with, but because of who he is. And so that's all of our trials need to come back to that. It's not, Lord, restore um, our health or give me a job quickly so that we can provide. Those are good things, but ultimately drive this towards let, let this be a vehicle that can drive me back to you, God, mm -hmm. to knowing who you are, your character, your promises, to see all of those things at a deeper level. And so I think that's the model that we can look at that can be great encouragement to us as we're going through hard days and preparing for those hard days. Yeah. And also, just from a wife's perspective, mm -hmm. I would encourage husbands that we actually, not only me, but my children as well, I think have um, grown more watching Jeff 
have a dependence on the Lord rather than having it all together. Because we eventually will realize there's, there's a hole there that we have weaknesses. He has weaknesses and he, he could try to hold it all together and make us um, thinking that our stability rests in him looking like he has it together. But we've actually gained more stability in seeing he is dependent on the Lord. And that's ultimately where our stability comes from. Absolutely. And his humility in that is a gift to us more than him having the perfect job or seeming like he's never bothered by anything. It actually, we grow more together as I see him wrestling with the Lord and letting me into that and vice versa. That's beautiful. I, I really love that. And I, I think it plays into this qu- next question nicely. Uh, you write in the book that waiting for relief, waiting on God need not be idle time. And I think it's also, <clears throat> excuse me, it's also a, a chance to humble ourselves as well. What can we do as we wait? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, um, you know, we've had many seasons of waiting. A lot of people are probably in seasons of waiting right now, Um, you know, whether it's pandemic driven or whether it's just life in in general. Um, So waiting for some level of normalcy to come back, (laughs) if if that is the case. Um, So first and foremost, you know, we need to let this be an active time where we are pursuing God in his word. We're pursuing God in prayer, and then we are doing the next thing, to take the next step, whatever that may be, so that we're not just sitting back and waiting for this to pass or for me to wait for God just to plop a job in my, in my lap. But no, I'm constantly uh, using the wisdom and, and discernment that mm-hmm. he gives me and that I seek every day in his word, um, and I need his strength daily because apart from that, I will just spiral down and I will lose my hope quick and I will despair. And so I think those waiting times are such an opportunity to grow our faith. And, you know, while we long for these times to end, whatever, whatever that may be, um, let's not fast forward through them. You know, Mm -hmm. let's, let's see them as an opportunity that God has in store for us. You know, you take the example of, of Spurgeon, his, his quote that I love that if God ordains the number 10 for us, we should not want it to rise to an 11 or shrink to a nine. So there's a perfect number of days that this waiting will last. There's a perfect number of difficulty, whatever that is, that God is sovereign over all of that. And so let's embrace that. Let's press into the Lord, ask Mm -hmm. him, God, what do you want to teach me through these hard days? Wrestle with them and, and, the biggest thing we can do is, is pray and, and open up his word daily, be grounded in his truth. Yeah. yeah. And I think not to equate God's love and his goodness with the answer that we want, which I will be right up front that we're actually wrestling with this right now, because we have a lot of things that we're waiting on that have been really long seasons that if we look at what we can see, it can really quickly lead to despair. If we take our eyes off of what God says is true both of us could quickly tumble into a sense of despair and hopelessness and wanting to resign ourselves to life. But we have seen so much in these long seasons of waiting that they have been the most um, significant times of growth for both of us, because we start to understand, what do I really believe about God? Do I, like Job, do I really believe this about God? Or did I only believe it because I could see it? 
Did I only believe he was good because I felt his goodness in my circumstances? Did I believe he was faithful only because I could see his hand of faithfulness? And all of a sudden we enter these times and we're like, it doesn't, he doesn't feel very good right now. He doesn't feel faithful. I don't, I don't see how this correlates to his character, but that makes us question, well, do I really believe it then? And what evidence do I have? And so helping ourselves look at scripture, well, scripture gives us, gives us those evidences, but we also see him sustain our faith in ways that we look back and we realize, I really had no reason to believe those things, but he clearly carried me through that. And he not only carried me through, but he so often ends up growing our faith in that very thing, even though we don't see any evidence of it. And that itself is a testimony to the Spirit's work, which is a gift to us, even when it doesn't feel like a gift. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. So in, use those times of waiting again to reflect and to remember God's past faithfulness, because that is yeah. what continues to build us up and strengthen us to know that, God, you have, we've been here before you've done this. We've seen you. You are able and we trust you that you will in your time again provide or lead us into um, you know, the next opportunity, whatever that may be. So remember God's faithfulness and, and reflect back on that. Yeah. This has been excellent, guys. I mean, I, I, I know you I guess you're going through something right now, but you know, what you've learned up to this point is just such a benefit to the rest of us. And we really oh, appreciate you sharing you. and being just vulnerable and, you know, humbling yourselves to, uh, to share, you know, what's, um, what other people are going through as well. I mean, especially during right now, uh, this is the kind of thing that needs to be out there. So I do appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah. Well, Um, thank you for having us. No problem. Where can listeners pick up a copy of this awesome book? And, uh, you know, what, do you have any other resources on, on some of your websites for folks going through some stuff? Yeah. Um, Amazon is just, you know, people like to shop Amazon. You can easily find it there or it's through the Good Book Company, so you can also see their site as well. And most retailers, you can find it at. Um, You can also go to just togetherthroughthestorms.com, and you can see a book trailer that we have on there. And there, I think, is a version devotional that can be connected, um, as well as access to where you can find the book. So that could be kind of a one-stop shop. All right, perfect. Well, I will link all those up in the show notes. And Jeff and Sarah Walton, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on Dad Devotionals. Thank you. Uh, I wish you all the best and God bless you. Thank Thank you. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening to Dad Devotionals with me, Dave Domzowski. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and also email us at daddevotionals at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash daddevotionals and also youtube.com slash daddevotionals. Make sure to subscribe, like us, Do whatever you got to do to stay in touch. Thank you for listening.